Oh, hi there. My name is Dylan James Weaver, but you can call me Dylan, and this is the podcast. I was just editing one of my episodes here. Just a few last adjustments, and there. Let's see how it sounds. Listen to that. It sounds good. Now all we need to figure out is what to say. But that's alright, speaking extemporaneously is what we do best here on our side of the industry. So why don't you come along for today's WADFAM Chalkpod. Welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here uh, for another episode of Guest Season with a special guest. Uh, you would know him from the Worst of All Possible Worlds podcast. He is an actor, a playwright, uh, involved in Puffs as uh, one of those two things. It's AJ Diddy. Hey, hey. look at that. Hey. He's here. Hi, On the podcast. Everybody. Hello, Chuck Squad. It is so wonderful. Oh, wow. Wow. He did his homework, folks. To get to speak to you all, to, co- <laughs> to become one of, from, from being one of the Chuck Squad to then being on the other side. Let me tell you, the water's great, everyone. The water's great. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. We are uh, even less likable in person. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly, thank yeah. you both for having me on. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I'm so excited to be here to... Talk about a show I just hate so, so much. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, uh, uh, understandable. I think that's the correct opinion to have, um, as opposed to wherever Andrew and I land in the mushy middle, you know? Uh, it's, no, ahead. unfortunately, I also land in the mushy middle, and that's that's <laughs> just fuels my hatred even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope, I, I, I hear that. Um, I hate that I like some of it. And I hate that I like some of it a lot. <laughs> and here's the thing. I, I haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. Uh, from what I understand, I'm still in, in our, on my podcast, you know, we're slowly, slowly working our way through it. And uh, I believe both of you grew up with uh, this podcast. So you, you, you experience the transfer from Hal Smith to his successor, I think, a lot sooner than I have because we probably won't be getting to him for another three years, three or right, four years right. at the rate we're going. Right. Whereas when we started listening, they were bo- like both had already happened, or we were in the middle of Wit Two, and so Electric it Boogaloo, was yes. Mm, yes. exactly um, Wit in the city. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> it was so amazing how they put peanut butter into Wit's mouth to make him talk. In that movie. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. I mean, they didn't need to. He's a person, but well, and the thing that everyone always forgets is that that also has a Thunderdome. <laughs> we yeah. don't talk about it enough. It does. It does. <laughs> oh man, amazing, amazing. Oh, it was just the perfect platform for Wit to uh, to espouse his Billy Graham uh, evangelical tirade from. It well, was yeah. from a Thunderdome. From a Thunderdome. Yeah. In the Thunderdome, <laughs> to the Thunderdome. Yes. Uh, any 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 uh, adverb? I don't know how things work. I I'm so sorry. My brain uh, short circuited there. But yeah, no. So we are on. Uh, I think the last episode that we listened to was the lost episode. Pamela has a problem. 
which oh. have you both yep. heard that one? Oh yes <laughs> very much so uh, as a child in fact really um, wow yeah did your parents but send I... away for like the CD or was it on the radio the uh, the church library oh. got the the entire Lost Episodes album, and I remember being very excited when that came out because this sure. was Forbidden Odyssey, and they all come with parental warnings, which, as a child, uh, who Crack. was limited... Right, exactly. <laughs> like, you're limited in what you can consume. There's nothing more exciting than a parental warning before it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, um, and... I yeah no it that was a wild episode it's just <laughs> oh I, I I don't understand this and maybe you can both explain this to me a lot better uh why does wit just like leave people alone like I feel like all, so many problems could be solved if he just minded his own damn business most of the time uh can you explain to me his psychology now having listened to like all three wits like <laughs> and the regenerations I, can... I guess so the the I think I think to sum it up best, uh, he's God, mm. and the, the the shows the showrunners are not uh, deists or they, they don't they don't have like the the like you know classic like we just like the they're they're, they're not a uh, they're not big fans of the clockworker or clockmaker version sure, of God for sure, yeah. where you just create you know the thing and then step out. You have to be very like involved in the day to day. Yeah. Um, as as God. Um, it's funny because so they're, they're huge Ben Franklin fans. They're huge Ben Franklin fans. They love the Founding Fathers, but they seem to have an imagined view of what the Founding Fathers believed. The focus on the family people have imagined views? No. I know. It's crazy. Why? Who would have thought? Yeah. Have they leveraged it into uh-huh. uh, political power yet, or are we still waiting for that to come down the pipeline? Oh, no, no. That'll be another couple <laughs> years. I, I, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, Nine more Supreme Court decisions just dropped. Uh, It's bad. It's real bad. Uh, Apparently, they've decided to use it all at once. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Uh huh. No, no, no problems here. Not on this podcast. Never once. Oh man, you you touched on it a bit there, AJ. But what what brought you to Adventures in Odyssey if you did not listen to it growing up? My horrible friends Brian and Josh, my co-hosts. Of the worst of all possible worlds. Uh, what's interesting is that Adventures in Odyssey does not seem to affect Brian in the way that it affects both Josh and I. For Josh, it's like it's like religious trauma. You know, it's a lot of like working through his own like being exposed to this and all. You know, uh, uh, basically him coming to grips with his own religious upbringing. Brian, uh, it doesn't do anything to him, except he thinks it's sort of kind of funny. Um, he recently did a road trip where he willingly chose to listen to a modern arc of Modern Odyssey. Uh. Just, like, for, like, 11 hours straight, just, like, listening to this. Uh, it, it, I think it's the one where a group of homosexuals, like, vandalize oh, his end. Bind? Yeah, I, yeah that, that's got to be it. That must be it. I yeah, don't know. That is. That is I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, oh, but he, but man. he was like, "Oh yeah, it was fine." You know, it was, it was <laughs> fine. And I was like, "How could you do that?" Uh, and for me, it's like it's learning to drink a poison. Like, it's just little shots at a time, and then you slowly become more and more immune to like the harsh psychological effects. It's not great to listen to, <laughs> but it doesn't hurt me in quite the same way as it used to. 
because I get the archetypes now, and I've been sort of more versed in the language of the culture wars that focus on the family are specifically trying to wage with the episodes that we listen to, because I know that actually a lot of Odyssey are just kind of hangout episodes, you know. Uh, and this one in particular that we're talking about today is... Uh, well, it's, uh, it's something, it's something, uh, it is, it is more, it is a Bible story, but it's always so funny to me when Odyssey tackles Old Testament stories, because they don't really seem to be as much in their element other than knowing facts about them. Like, there's not a lot of spirit behind it. It's very base level readings of the Old Testament stories in a way that they have really, really studied the New Testament. You can hear that in those recordings. Yeah, no, you're, uh, I mean, nail nail on the head there, which I feel like is very much, feels very evangelical, mm-hmm. like very much the background that Focus has as well, yeah. not as concerned about the more historical uh, books and much more focused on New Testament. Right. Well, I was yeah. very excited because they talk about the. Uh, this is the uh, Bible story with King Nebuchadnezzar that I learned from Veggie Tales, which uh, oh beautiful. All of yep. my Protestant friends growing up watched Veggie Tales. That was their big thing. None of them listened to Odyssey, which is striking to me. But I think it's because we were in California, and Odyssey does not like Californians. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh, very anti. <laughs> yeah, it, it it feels like. Uh, was it Lawler that went to USC, or was it McCusker, or was it Dobson? Is this like a Dobson thing that then like made its way down through the ranks? Right. So Dobson for sure. I don't know about. I don't know about the educational backgrounds of the other um, kind of brains behind Odyssey. But sure. The uh, yeah, I'm sure. And the also, Dobson don't don't learn them. You don't yeah, have to learn yeah, them. It, I relieve you of ever having that knowledge. <laughs> I know way too much. Uh, something you said there, though, uh, you mentioned your Protestant friends as though you are not one of us. Oh, no. What, what, what's, I'm a, what's going on here, oh, AJ? Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dirty papist. Uh, I Ooh. am. Uh, I was raised Catholic, and then uh, I left. I was never confirmed into the church uh, because I asked too many questions. Uh, and The new pope would love you. Yes, that's true. That's true. He honestly, Jude Law. I, I, you know, you know, I check in every once in a while, see how the church is doing, and he he refuses to like actually be like the best pope ever. But he's kind of the closest we've ever come. <laughs> you know, I, I think he's probably. I mean, since since it's a low bar. It is a Can... very low bar. Incredibly <laughs> we, low. We had a Nazi a, few, a little while ago, so like you know, yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, we just really love bureaucracy. I mean, that's the thing about mm-hmm. Catholics. It's just like we mm-hmm. really like to kick things down the line. Oh, uh, yeah. Like right. a thousand years that's, if we can. Yeah. yeah. But I was uh, I was raised Catholic, but my mom is an atheist. So what would happen is mm-hmm. every Sunday, uh, my mom would get mysteriously sick and couldn't come to church with us. And then around age nine, I caught on that. Oh wait, I don't this is actually physically impossible <laughs> to only be sick one day a week. And uh and and I said I said I, I remember very distinctly going up to her right before uh Sunday, uh right before we went off to, to church and I said, Mom, aren't you worried that God will be mad at you? And my mom looked at me in the eyes and, and she said, Oh sweetie, there is no God. <laughs> So, Classic. Uh, you know, she could have just said no. 
yeah. you know? <laughs> no, 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 she could. She could. Or there is no hell, which is like, also you know. Also a good yeah. argument. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was it was like a whoa. So I feel like I kind of kind of got the both, uh, the best of both worlds because, I, you know, I do still marvel at the, like the mystery mm-hmm. of the greater universe. You know, I do believe that there is like a higher power out there. But I, I've inherited sort of my mom's skepticism about mm-hmm. people who try and use that message and use your yearning for like something greater to manipulate you into getting more power for themselves which seems to be a lot of the higher ups that focus on the family's <laughs> whole mo That's... yep yeah no that I is got a donation request email today <laughs> did you really <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> andrew please please read off the subject line of that email because it is incredible i can't wait oh my god Oh, there it is. Andrew, I am not going to wish you a happy holidays. <laughs> Holy I, shit. I love that they use, like, they throw my first name in. You know, I just... Yeah. It really gives it's it that so... personal touch that I was missing by not going to church. I love being threatened it's... over email. <laughs> yeah. It's so... By an auto-generated donation request. Oh, my word. Uh, it's so needlessly combative. <laughs> Send us five dollars, or we'll kill Connie. Like, is yeah. there like a? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, we have Eugene locked in a basement. <laughs> it's the opposite of the of the Jason Todd thing, where they, yeah, where they killed off the character by you know people mailing in, um, you know, addressing p- mail and sending that in to to kill off Jason Todd back in the oh absolutely. back in the day. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. reverse of that, where they're like, "We will kill Connie if you don't if you don't donate to us." I'm just imagining Eugene locked in a basement, forced to like make Eugene sings albums <laughs> every once in a while, being pushed <sighs> plates of pancakes under a doorway. Oh, and you man. see Phil Lawler standing on the first floor, holding like puppet like marionette strings, and just like. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, this is a this is another question I have. Um, who wrote this episode? Who wrote who wrote? Do you oh, know? who do you think? It is written and directed by Phil Lawler. There it is. Yes, I yep. know a Lawler script. That's the worst uh, yeah. thing. Have ha, by having listened to this much Odyssey, now I can smell a Lawler episode from space. Yeah, this yeah. little guess... freak, this pervert, just comes in here and starts uh, making me listen to a teenager. Question mark is mm, yeah. Ned is his name, yeah. right? Yep. yep. Ned Ned is his name, and to be clear for those listening along, the episode we're talking about today is episode thirty-five, VBS Blues, off of uh, the second album of Odyssey. Wow, very early on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, July sixteenth, nineteen eighty-eight is when this debuted. This is older than me. This is an episode that still, is still. And it last played March 28th of 2022. So, boy, is it still out there. Uh, That IP is being milked. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. And I'm sure all of the actors involved are getting great residuals for that. That was about to be my next question. Like, how... It's a flat rate, I'd imagine. It's a non-union flat rate per episode. But you just do a million of them. For the early stuff, they are now part of the union. Oh, cool. Okay. So they're, I forget as of when, I want to say like mid-aughts, they, uh, for whatever reason, were no longer able to operate the way they had been. Um, oh, so, interesting. Well, so so we got, we got the pivot. And I don't know if that was 
the details of that are really unclear. The economics of Odyssey are something that we often speculate about, but I have no actual insight into what's going on. Yeah. You know, have you put out, we've put out many a call to people who've worked on the show Mm. to, uh, to come and set the record straight and uh, hasn't happened yet. Well, uh, you better hurry because most of them are dying. Uh, it's, yeah. It seems at a very dark, alarming rate. Uh, have you yeah. been to Wit's End? Have you been to Colorado Springs? Have not. Um, yeah. Y- y'all going to make that pilgrimage at some point for the 900th episode? Or whatever, whatever y'all decide to finale. Uh, oh, man. I, don't I mean, mean, it's it's tempting. There's, I've, I got, I've got friends in... Oh, you've got a hat. That's where my that's where my male hat is from. It's Wooten's uh, hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, a, char- a character yeah. I have not heard in an episode yet, but I have heard referenced quite a bit as being. Oh, he's yeah. he's a real treat. Um, actually, honestly, one of the more genuinely funny characters in the show to me. <laughs> but uh, sure. again, no. like the Pope's, a low bar to clear. A <laughs> mm-hmm, very very mm-hmm. low bar to clear. Yeah, it was purchased for me uh, by somebody who lived in that area, and um, for reasons of personal trauma, we are no longer on speaking terms. <laughs> it's because you started this podcast, isn't it? Yeah, okay. it's, it's exactly, that's exactly it. I turned my back just the slightest bit on Focus on the Family, and he just stab me right in the back you took your focus off the family that's why you I, have to I focus did. on them i really they did they i was stab you <sighs> trying to focus on the road i was driving like it was it was nighttime i don't know i felt like i was doing the right thing but <laughs> oh yeah. lordy yeah so so what are what are the staples of a phil lawler episode aj from from your uh, your fresh eyes uh he tries and right i think the biggest sign is the attempts at comedy i think that he above everyone else really tries to lean into like the 1930s 1940s uh like 1930s like shtick of it like he all the kids in this episode sound like gangsters sound like they're gangsters from the 1930s uh one is called mugsy yeah his name is it's mugsy. not like subtext it's text yeah no it's it's absolutely there uh there's a there's a joke uh that one of them tells at one point that's it's Sorry, just let me look this up real quick. I wrote it down because oh, I got so angry. <laughs> <laughs> do you write your angry notes in all caps too? Oh, I sure do. But, <laughs> I, don't, okay. but I don't do caps lock. I hold down shift and stab yep, 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 the yep, keyboard. Yep, yep. Yeah, that really, that really releases. It's the, the only anger. way to get. Yeah, it's the only way to get it out. <laughs> there it is. Okay, I found it. Uh, so one of the kids, uh, like you know, Ned is trying to explain to these kids that the story of. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar throwing these, you know, the three dudes into the furnace. And he says, uh, you know, he was the king of Babylon. And then one of the kids says, Babylon? Does this mean he talks a lot? Yeah. And uh-huh. no. it's just such an annoying comedy thing that Odyssey does where the kid will either sound time. like he's four years old or, like, have the yuck yucks of a 50s sitcom writer. Like, it's just, there is no in between. <laughs> And that's a Lawler trait, I think. I think that's, like, a very specifically Phil Lawler sign. I know it's a McCusker episode because it's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you've reached this conclusion as well. That man has brain worms that I will never fully understand. But <sighs> there are just moments where he nails it. 
Uh, Just you wait. I mean, a lot of the Novacom stuff is is orchestrated by him. I've heard it's a good. lot about Novacom. Um, I'm assuming yeah. it has something to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's about the extent yep. of my knowledge at this point. Uh, exactly perfect. the same thing. No, no problem. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be careful, Andrew. We gotta we can't we can't spoil AJ too much on what's to come because that is one of the best parts of of the worst of all possible worlds is when you get really worked up and have strong reactions to the stuff that you're hearing for the first time and they're all just kind of like yeah we know whatever (laughs) it it truly does feel like chicken little sometimes where it's like the sky is falling and instead of everyone being like we don't believe you're like oh yeah it's been doing that since 1987 (laughs) yep oh man well, I, I think I think we've I think we've set up uh, what what we're here to talk about yeah. uh, pretty well at this point. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the radio promo for this episode. And I and never can... get to hear these. I'm so excited to hear this oh. promo. Oh, the old ones are good. Let's go. The trouble started with Eugene Muggsy Mumford. Yo, we want to be in your play. You're kidding. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey, Vacation Bible School is not going well for Ned Lewis. I mean, why me? Will VBS ever be the same? But when King Nebuchadnezzar looked into the furnace, he was amazed. Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me burning. Find out on the next Adventure in Odyssey. for so long oh yeah well you got to be able to fade it into whatever the next commercial is yeah i know but oh no but it it it, it, they all and some of them are way worse than that that was like relatively tight yeah it's 30 seconds i'll tell you they got it in yep but it was it's also they could get it in i think that quickly because i feel like you could add an addendum to any of these saying the stakes could not be lower <laughs> yeah no uh for sure until the stakes get very high very high indeed the uh, like that's the thing is it's either a like 50s sitcom plot or it's a spy adventure. Yeah, I I, I I was spoiled on the fact that apparently Wit's End does get blown up by terrorists. Is that is that a true thing that happens? I mean, in general terms, okay. not to get specific. Great. Y- right. You're in the ballpark. The thing you should all you both should also know about me and the way I stay sane listening to these Adventures in Odyssey episodes is that I do an entirely separate lore underneath ah. of what's happening to, in the actual thing so mm. uh you know what's what's and what's funny about it is the number of times where i've put something into the lore that turns out to be true <laughs> <laughs> which oh, then that's... i have to be like oh no should i have written for odyssey <laughs> Here's the thing, AJ. Mm. There's still time. No, no, no. There's not. It's not uh, not for him. <laughs> no, no. You had me until my mother looked me in my, in my eyes and I, I and staring into those like ice blue eyes of my mother and hearing the words "There is no God." Up like, until okay. that point, you could have, but after that point, I I just be like, I don't know. My mom said there's no God, so I don't think I can write for this. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you hit like enough professional rock bottom, are you saying like 
Oh, it's like a hack then? situation. Like yeah. A, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. Great like, show. Great call out. Yeah. Well, look. What is what is James Dobson if not um, <laughs> whatever her face is, uh, the oh, older comedian? Uh, no. Oh, how so, embarrassing! I should bring up Gene a show. Smart. It's <laughs> Gene Smart. Oh, there it's it is. is Gene Smart. It's uh yeah no I I I look here's the thing I I will do most things for money, uh so yeah. It's the yeah, unfortunate sure, reality right. in which we live. <laughs> I, I, the problem is that I wouldn't be able to take me out of it, so it would be the darkest, weirdest episode of Odyssey you'd mm. ever, you'd ever think, like you'd ever see. Like Wit, Wit would go through the no-no door, which is what I call the door to the door, of con- the room of consequences. Um, and on the other side would be a <sighs> version of him uh, staring at him in the eyes, and he would actually have to face himself, like one of the past no. wits. Uh, okay. We'd get like somebody to like in, impersonate him, and uh, he'd actually have to like stand trial for like all of his sins against the community. Uh, and then at the end, you can make it a dream if you want. I don't care, but like, the, I, I I feel like I just need wit to suffer a little bit. I just need I need there to be some consequences for his actions. Okay, now AJ, mm. hear me out. Mm-hmm. We find a, you know modern more progressive church sure and we get them to put this on uh-huh. you you write the script yes. for what you just described mm-hmm. and we put it on as a production at that church look mm. uh more more than willing to do that uh i find you know i've i know a lot of very progressive church folks who uh, it seems to me like the church is mostly being driven now um, by the LGBTQ community, like the the ones that are most active and looking for that, like to like retake ownership of it. And yeah. uh, is that community? And I, I think that's very encouraging because I think that there is, uh, it shows such glimmer that you can retake all like the good stuff and the stuff that, you know, Jesus actually preached <laughs> and like yeah. actually put that into, into effect. And it could be a very beautiful and like thriving community. Uh, it's just that you also get churches doing Hamilton without <laughs> paying for it and right. uh, rewriting it so that it's about Jesus a little bit. Or um, what, what's the, uh, the all the churches doing the Marvel things, too, where Iron Man gets crucified. <laughs> Uh, that Jenny Nicholson did that YouTube video on, uh, which if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's 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 a treat. Worth the watch. I think I think you yeah I think you both especially would get a real kick out of it. Um, but it's funny you should mention that because we uh, Brian and I have been working on a project for a little while now. Uh, it's uh, our own Christian radio drama called Antioch, Indiana, and it is about a fictional. Christian show called Antioch in Indiana, uh, which is being listened to by somebody in their 30s. And what we're hearing is like the taped over <laughs> versions of it. So there's like two plots going on simultaneously where we just follow a very normal sort of Odyssey episode, but the characters in it have been looping forever. So oh okay this is this is very compelling you yeah so I'm, the guy the I'm guy in. playing wit the the wit stand in basically is uh, aware that everything loops and he mm. keeps everyone trapped in there so he can still be the god king of his little town and it's about the characters in the show realizing that something's wrong and that they have done a lot of these beats before and then trying to like rise up and escape out of this. Hell, frankly, that this mm-hmm. character created for them. Uh, I, 
you know, you're 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 making this sound real good. Yeah, look, I uh, you so. sold me. I'll, I'll invest. It was what is this on three? <laughs> like, is this on Patreon? Yeah, no, uh, I mean, yeah, it's. It, uh, I think one of our stretch goals eventually because we want to do it. You know, we, we want to do it right because one of the things that I think you guys talk about a lot on your podcast is just how like good the production quality of mm. Odyssey is, and that like if there's any redeeming value to it at all is that it is so well produced and is so polished. Mm. And even these early episodes, even like VBS Blues, yeah. is just it's it's so the foley is so good. I don't know why on the day that they're going to be performing this sketch, there's still hammering going on in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's there. It, it sure is. I'll it, tell you. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the uh, what is it the the kindergartners or whatever that perform before them. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. They're they're the ones wielding the power tools in the background. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Look, Classic. we gotta get a break on. We have a juice box yeah. with our yeah. name on it. <laughs> Speaking uh, of union workers, yeah, here we go. We, we gotta unionize the kindergartners. We gotta uni- <laughs> we gotta unionize most of Odyssey. What is Whit paying Connie like three uh, bucks an hour? Come on, well, ice cream and maybe pizza. Yeah, it's whatever. What does he say? Whatever the uh, department store was going to pay you, go down there, ask what they were gonna pay you, and I'll give you that. Yeah, and then doesn't he call the department store and say, don't give her the job? Like, he's very <laughs> yeah, manipulative. Basically. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. No, that's kind of his thing. Yeah, um, well, especially, I don't, because I, I've heard that uh, the next, uh, uh, Wit 2, I, I'm forgetting the actor's name who plays Wit 2. It is Paul Herlinger. Paul Herlinger. I hear that's sort of the wit that everyone wants to gravitate to because he's so nice and caring and he is like sort of this very lovely grandfatherly figure. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Wit 1, Old House Smith, um, is mean. These episodes are mean in a way he's, that... He's like a cackling old man yeah. in this episode. Where he's just like, oh, you guys don't... Oh, you guys don't even know. Oh, my gosh. You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the key is that they allow... Hurlinger Arrow, like, is maybe the most mature the show ever gets in mm. a lot of ways. Interesting. And... So as part of that, they allow him to have flaws during that era uh, in a way that like he can't currently, and he doesn't in the current in like in, in the new era. He yeah. couldn't in the original era, but for that brief window of time where we've got Hurlinger, he is like there's a little bit more depth, and he's not always right, and that is. And I think they even hit that towards the end of some of the Hal Smith stuff. Yeah, there, there's flashes of it uh, for sure in the Hal Smith years. Um, my favorite episode that we've listened to for, so far is Monty's Christmas. Uh, mm, yeah. Mostly because Wit's yep. not really in it a whole lot, truthfully. Sure. But, uh, and Monty and his mom are like a really good dynamic in the early episodes. They really are. And uh, I mean, and the they're scene, the least Christian. <laughs> they sure are. And I guess maybe that's why I'm gravi- I gravitate towards it. But that scene in the mall with between Connie and Monty is mm. just so devastatingly beautiful. <laughs> it's just like Connie's like, "Hey, yeah, you're this divorce kind of really sucks, and I've been through it. I've come out the other side. Do you want to go shopping or something?" And Monty's like, "Yeah, okay." But it's all done like in this like very subtle, very human way, and yep. it's just it gives you glimpses of the show that this could be like the actual right. Honestly, without beating you over the head with the teaching of Jesus, showing you through actions, like, Mm -hmm. what he would do 
That mm-hmm. I, I fully believe that's what Jesus would do, would come in and be like, hey, you're going through a bad time. Let me help you through it. He was a healer, for God's sake. That's yeah. what he mostly did. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. You know, apart from flipping tables and, um, you know, uh, building building tables, I guess. He was just uh, anti-capitalist. Yeah, he was. He sure was. At least as, as it relates to God. So, like, I, fair. I, you know, now that so I'm thinking about it. He, Jesus really so the opposite of focus on the family. He's the exact opposite saying, of focus Andrew. on the family. And now that I think about it, it, Jesus really does have a lot to do with tables. And it just makes me think of the, of the <laughs> I think you should leave sketch of, what is her job? It's tables. It's t- His job is tables. Oh, tables. It's just tables. Oh, my uh, gosh. That show is incredible. It really, it's it's sublime. Uh, Tim Robinson claiming him as uh, my own uh, from Detroit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just started watching Detroiters, and it is a delight. Uh, I love that show so, so much. Oh, man. Um, so, <laughs> in the so Andrew, I don't know which, which copy of this uh, you listened to, but mm-hmm. I provided AJ with the radio broadcast, oh. which I had forgotten had ads, and so I am sorry about that. No, but no, 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 no. Um, it Thank did you. mean that you get <laughs> the Chris intro skit, I which is sure very important. If I, I was like, I don't know if that's something that you've no, that's not bear, the, borne uh... witness to before. Mm. It doesn't make it for the album cut. And I need I need your thoughts. Well, I I'm I'm shocked that it didn't make the album cut because it's so necessary to understanding <laughs> the rest of the episode. Uh, I've heard a couple Chris skits before. Um, my favorite has to be um, when she uh, seems to be uh, very aroused at the thought of leaves. Oh, uh, oh yeah. it's a classic. Yeah, that one is very just horny. very ho- soup uh, soup's horned for leaves. And <laughs> uh, it, it's. It, it's always funny because I, I, I now know that Chris doesn't really live in Odyssey, but, you know, in, like, later episodes, but, like, in these early ones that she's just a member of the town who also can speak directly to God, which is us, I guess, yep. in this world. Or, like, we're the choir invisible that she addresses. But it is uh, – it sounds like she's recording this at the bottom of a well, uh, even though she says she's in a post office. And she meets up they, with a robot. The echo is yeah. So the echo is a lot. Yeah. Um. And then, which might also be because, like, I don't know how much of that is the crappy radio recording, mm. just adding a bunch of echo. Yeah. And how or amplifying the echo that was already there, and how much of an actual choice it was. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But there's a ton of echo, and then yeah, she meets a card counter which is apparently an appliance at the post office and this one's name is claude and the entire opening bit is just alliteration with the letter c yeah so his full name is claudorado which is i guess colorado now that i say it out loud i guess it's Uh, just a play on colorado is that you're absolutely right and i didn't get it and i'm embarrassed but also not no no it's very unclear first of all he's doing an impression of dustin hoffman and rain man i think because they're both card counters i think is the logic there it's a bad oh no you're you're absolutely right and i'm once again ashamed i didn't make that connection that is such a weird stretch. Yeah, no, but I flipped it. There's no way you're wrong. No, you know, and it, it it made me so sad. When he started speaking, my my first initial impulse was to scream, "Unplug him!" 
uh, because well, and you know who's who the voice is. Is that Will Ryan? No, it is Phil Wall. Oh, yep. Damn it. Yep. 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 yep it yep. almost always is if Chris is talking to someone in the opening. Nine times out of ten, it's Phil testing out one of his voices. Oh boy. Okay, so here's the thing. I can't. I can't fully go after the guy for that because I also made a podcast <laughs> where I have an excuse to do silly voices. Like, I get it. Um, yeah. Phil Lawler, I think, has a lot of strengths. Voice acting, not really one of them, unfortunately. But have you heard his pirate? I, I, I have heard his pirate. <laughs> I don't. Oh, that brings me so much joy. I don't, I don't. I don't think I'll ever fully recover from hearing his pirate. It's, I, I feel like... It, <laughs> He's so proud of it. He, he breaks it out so many times. He, he really does. Uh, we had to do an episode on Prager U on like, uh, and we there was a, there's there's a thing that we watched where Dennis Prager does a pirate as well. Which to Phil Lawler's credit, his is better than Dennis Prager's. But again, that bar is Great. so low, low it is in the Earth's core. Like it is. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. No. It's. Is bad, and I'm I'm so I think you know what honestly good for him. He he he's made a whole living uh, instilling fear and shame into children across across the country. Uh, he gets to have a little voice as a treat every now and then, I guess. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh. The the other the other like just the wild limbo like. They, these intro, like the Chris intros, exist in such a liminal space. Yes. Where it's like, she might be in Odyssey, she might not. She's talking to a machine, which is not something that, like, happens in the real Odyssey in, like, that kind of a way. Like, we get Mabel, and, like, we have some, yeah. like, you know, AI characters, but it's, 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 it's a different vibe. And then the machine tells her to start the theme song... Mm-hmm. At which point she presses play on the theme song. We hear like the canned wit thing. And then we come back to the scene. Like it's like a good five minutes on the top of this episode. Yeah. It is just they had like weird jokes based around how many words can we say with the letter C, which I assume AJ is why you're wearing a hat with a C on it. Yes. Yes. This is my C hat. I am. I am Clotterado. The the card counting machine from <laughs> from Adventures in Odyssey come to life. It's like uh, oh yeah. Uh, the fun thing about about Odyssey is that it's actually the castle from Beauty and the Beast, and uh, we just we, we just needed Wit uh, and Connie to finally get together, and then uh, I could <laughs> I could be transformed back into a human. Uh, yeah, no, this is a Criterion Channel hat that I bought because we recently started a new podcast called Fancy Movie Time with Brian and AJ that's on our Patreon, and, uh, I, I, like, don't know anything about movies, really. It's just not my forte, Uh, and so I bought the hat. So it's the way I am about video games, you are about movies. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to be more into movies, and this is sort of my way of doing that, is to watch fancy movies that I've just never seen before. So I bought the Criterion hat, uh, and sort of And now I'm ashamed I didn't realize it was Criterion, but it's weird seeing it from an angle. See, like, now I can see it. There you go. I need the squared off, like, see it directly on. Please, Um, please... Send me recommendations of movies I, I, I need to watch because I've seen almost nothing. Uh, you, okay. Uh, do you ask the ape 
Dylan has options. <laughs> great. Dylan, oh, this is so great. Dylan's brain is like 80% movie knowledge and 20% Bible slash homeostasis related activities. Hell yeah. That's, yeah. that's uh, a potent yep. combination. And yep. perfect for this. I mean, perfect for this podcast. That's the thing. You have a yep. you refined it to like a diamond sheen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! What, what, uh, how many yeah, years? That's... Four years. <laughs> yep, yep. Four years of doing this is definitely added to uh, my mental health yep. and my mood. Like, oh yeah, that's improved my brain. Not not made it worse for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, okay. So here's the thing. Like on our podcast, we only do one Odyssey episode a month because we did two back to back, and Josh and I were like, we can't, we can't, we can't ever do this again. And Brian was like, <laughs> to be I'm fair, you cover like four at once, though. That's true. Mm. It is. It is a much larger like swig but still i mean y'all do this like all the time like how do you how do you take care are you taking care of yourselves are you okay are I'm the two Bible of you college. has anyone it's asked if you're okay for me to be okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no andrew no no it's okay uh. <laughs> we do our best i graduate in the spring so we're good oh congratulations that's so Thank exciting you. that's Thanks. coming up uh. Uh, he's finally let free at the end of this thing i didn't have the folly to choose that path in life mm. um mm-hmm. hey, it was I be- a mistake <laughs> <laughs> oh man but <laughs> yeah i don't i think but i think to your earlier point about like some of your co-hosts being able to hand like brian handling the mental um piece of listening to odyssey better than josh like i don't have the um, I don't have the trauma associated with this show that so many people do. Oh, wonderful. And I understand why people have that trauma. But for whatever sure. reason, I think I think a lot of it is my like my parents didn't weren't the driving force between behind me going and finding Odyssey. Oh, interesting. I went and found it on my own yeah, and yeah. like enjoyed it. Because, like, I had a couple friends who listened and because I could get it for free from the church library. Mm. And it was, you know, in a time before podcasts or um, audiobooks in the same way, I could listen to it while I was building Lego or doing other things. And so it's never been... (laughs) It was never a moral compass. It was always stories Mm. that, like watching PBS growing up, oftentimes had morals that were applicable and interesting, but that wasn't like the thrust behind yeah. it. Yeah. And so I think that is a lot of my ability to not have trauma tied up in Odyssey is a lot of people just were exposed to it in a different way than I was, which was always very take it or leave it. I'm enjoying the stories mm. um, and the message when it's something that I've already heard and believe, this reinforces it. But right. when it's not, it just, for the most part, slides off. Um, I mean, that is so... a superpower, Dylan. Like, <laughs> you hold on to that and you cling on to that. Because that is, yeah. I, I think that's very useful. And it, I don't know. I'm losing I... my superpowers, Dylan. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> They're well, gone. <laughs> but but yeah. I mean, that's so great that, that you were able to, like, 
f- like mine and find the good stuff in this and that you know it, it helped you um do, i mean do you consider yourself a storyteller or like I, I guess an admirer of stories in general yeah i was gonna say way way more in the camp of uh a, yeah admirer appreciator of stories i think that and that's always kind of been our lens for this show i think right, because right. of that because we grew up on the story because like the first the the thing that launched this show was us being like what if we covered all of novacom like what if we tackled like the big arc that was so important to us and addressed it like episode by episode yeah and so i think having yeah so so the approach to this show and i don't know my worldview and whatnot is so informed by like wanting to understand story and how Mm. to tell a story well and what makes some episodes good versus some bad from that perspective and then when we have stuff that's overtly about morality we're gonna get into it and we're gonna call it what it is yeah but the that the was subliminal never the... cultural stuff that's always going on mm-hmm. we're just numb to because oh, we grew sure. up in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um and you know there will come a time i'm i assume i mean w- when we hit four years i think i will probably also be pretty numb to it at that point um <laughs> but the, you know the one pretty much constant thing with odyssey is that it never does cease to surprise because there's always going to be like some outrageous choice either yep. <laughs> character or story-wise that'll just knock me back uh and and for this <laughs> and this episode surprisingly uh, had a couple of those so uh, oh, i'm so glad because yeah. i was like i was like i i chose this episode because i was like we need to do early odyssey mm-hmm. obviously a show about a guy putting on a play just seemed like the perfect opportunity I, um, i'm doing jazz hands right now uh, i know this is <laughs> this is an audio only medium but i assure you i am doing jazz hands the foley but, for but jazz hands one... is incredibly difficult <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> i'll just i'll just insert a little twinkle sound effect whenever you do the jazz hands oh great um, thank you <laughs> Great. Just make more editing. A lot work of work for, for you, Dylan. This is, <laughs> I've already fine. provided en- enough hurdles. I swear, like a <laughs> sailor over here. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's that's such a big hurdle here. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done that with him once. No, not me. No, no it's My not. It's not vocabulary. <laughs> uh, there, there's a bit, but, but I was sorry. Yeah. No, no, please go ahead. No, go, 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 yeah. Was just I did have a bit of a concern where I was like, is there gonna be meat on this episode for AJ to be like? upset or surprised by Mm. because that is so much of the joy of being like new odyssey guy and i was like i have no idea so i'm glad you found something oh yeah no because lawler has this amazing ability to almost hit the point and then just veer off (laughs) the road into a ravine at the last second uh there's almost a good lesson here uh in this episode it just is the wrong one they pick (laughs) actually the wrong one this episode should be about collaboration it yeah. should be about Ned learning to get over his pretentious self and learning that he, as a writer of theater, because this is not a sketch. I want to be very clear about this. <laughs> not a sketch. This is in no way a sketch. This is him hey. doing the story. So he's a playwright, right. right? He's adapting the work for the stage. 
And the one thing... Just reading the Bible on stage, to my understanding. Honestly, just reading the Bible. Like, did he expect Noah to throw things in? Like, look, here's the thing. Shakespeare did it in Midsummer. You know, that's the whole thing about the last scene with the the mechanicals, is that Mm -hmm. they're heckling, and that's the fun in Shakespeare's time of it. Now, obviously, all those heckles are actually just mean-spirited and bad, because all the audience (laughs) wants to do is root for the mechanicals, because they're like, oh, they just want to put on a play, and that's sort of like like our life. Lens that we see it through but he as a playwright the most important thing that you can learn is that you provide a blueprint and you can never make anything as beautiful as what is made in the room with actors and a director and collaborators it's never going to be the thing you have in your head but i guarantee you it's going to be better and that is the lesson this episode should have been teaching to Ned, but instead <laughs> yeah. it's like, God will protect you. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't care about that at all, despite that being a large portion of the show. And it's one of those where I'm like, I I don't know what and we can yeah, I don't know what the intent from Lawler as the as the playwright of the pl- audio play that is Odyssey, yeah. what his intent was for that, <laughs> if like yeah. I don't, I don't know if if he was trying to. I don't know if he thinks that the play within the play is made better or worse because of the kids, because yeah. it's made better, but I can't tell if he knows that. Yeah, because the kids apologize to Ned, right? <laughs> Correct. So. I would assume in that case that uh, Lawler's like uh, Lawler thinks that his his piece is already perfect as is and then but other people his frustration is that other people find it better when people riff on his lines and that his greatest successes have come when that happens but he's still a little bitter about it like he can't mm. quite let that go and I I know this is getting into the head of a man who probably wrote this in like two days and then threw it up right, because they just had to crank these things out in those early days. Oh, yeah. it, I was going to say it's during the first year when they are weekly, which yeah. just takes the, the fact that it can be competently written, but especially the fact that it sounds good mm-hmm. is unbelievable given the constraints at the time. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and also without cocaine, yeah, they were doing yeah. this. <laughs> well, we don't know for you sure. Know what? That's true. But... That's true. That we'll start that on this podcast. That uh, the entire the Bible doesn't stuff. say anything. Look, about we've cocaine. already we've already made Phil Lawler mad at us multiple times. Um, we can do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely. Um, you know, it is. I also think it's very interesting that the, that the guy who tries to go after the comedy episodes of Odyssey, or like, is mostly known for like trying to do the comedic episodes. At least in my experience of Odyssey, his last name literally has Lol in it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and yep. he's also the least funny man on the planet yeah, as yes. a person yep he does not seem to have a sense of humor in any of the weird interactions we've had okay hold on i i, I have i don't want to rehash it for like longtime listeners but could oh you, yeah, could, yeah could sure, you give me sure. at least one of these interactions because i i had not heard about this and it's all i oh. want to know about now <laughs> okay so we came at him hard for the um for some of the blackguard stuff, oh, okay, um, that he that he wove into the story there for some comments he made in an interview about those, uh, we were like, kind of put him on blast, and then uh, no, some... he said that child psychologists were the devil. He did, and then he, he defended did. it. 
<laughs> he oh did. Oh, my God. And, and so I am right. in school for psychology and work with children. <laughs> so I put yeah. it on blast. So it was personal. <laughs> so... So he, uh, that, uh, the audio of us being mad at him was then played for him on another podcast uh, that he has guested on multiple times. And then uh, he responded to it um, with just some low blows and, um, yeah, uh, lack of, entire lack of humility and... Uh, not, not that you'd expect it from him, but also I'm like, dude, you've made a show that has run for over 30 years now. Yeah. You, you're fine. Yeah. But I, like you don't, but that, 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 that like insecurity that he has, yeah. like oh, it yeah. radiates through in this episode and pretty much right. every episode. And yep. But, um, and it radiates through on his Facebook posts as well. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't even imagine. I don't want to. There's, 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 there's an Odyssey fan group where he just goes on, and anytime anybody is somewhat critical, he yells at them in the comments. Listen, I was part of the official playwrights of Facebook for a very long time. You do not need to tell me about old people <laughs> yelling at young people. Like, I, I 100% yeah. get it. Uh, yeah. He, it is just kind of, I could have said Facebook and left it at that, I guess. I mean, I mean, sure, I guess at this point, yeah. But it's, it's oh, what a nightmare. And look, uh, if I could address something directly to Phil Lawler. Um, mm-hmm. You come for my boys, Dylan and Andrew? You come at my boys, Dylan and Andrew? And you expect me to take it lying down, sir? Sir, how does it feel to be... Paul McCusker's live in Paul McCusker's shadow as as deeply and darkly as you do, you pitiful small man. I hope something deeply terrible happens to you. Not physically, not I don't want you to die or anything, but I hope something inconveniences you that makes you go, ooh, ooh, I feel so inconvenienced, ooh. And then uh know that it was me. Mm. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Um, I just want to point out here, too, that um, the card machine, Clotterado, uh, refu- <laughs> refers to... Uh, I don't mean to keep going back to Clotterado, but he's No, just, it's, it's No, important. it's worth going back to. He's, he's, I didn't hear it. <laughs> he's stuck in my craw. He refers to kids who send in notes to Odyssey, like uh, that do the postmark thing and send in like postcards or whatever. He refers to them as cardies, like the kids hmm. who send in letters as cardies, which... Vaguely sounds to me like a very similar Odyssey slur of sitters, uh, <laughs> except Cardi's is specifically about kids who like play the Pokemon trading card game, or like, uh, like it'd be like, hey, you guys want to play with some of our cards? Like, oh, get out of here, Cardi's, and then it's like, oh, I Japanese heard cartoons some... are of the devil. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Odyssey did an episode about that i think i listened to it oh man i don't remember at this point Did they? Mm. i don't I remember that one that offhand one. but mm. i that doesn't make me doubt its existence I will there are over 900 cards. of these <laughs> i'm so i'm so sorry i'm wrong that's actually from antioch indiana that's the show oh, <laughs> there you go we have an episode <laughs> we have an episode about Japanese perfect countries. okay anyway perfect um, i love it yeah oh. so uh i had another question for you both um have you ever tried a chocolate soda no. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Dylan, you've never had one? <laughs> no, we, we've talked about yes. this before. We talked about doing it as like a bonus feature for our show at some point, and we, we never followed through on that. Okay. But, but no, I have not had 
a chocolate soda, world famous or otherwise. Is there a difference between a chocolate soda and like a chocolate egg cream? Because I've had a chocolate egg cream. Um, yeah, I think I honestly think just a chocolate soda is um, it's chocolate milk with seltzer in it. I think. Oh, is is it? Yeah, uh, probably. There is like an official Adventures in Odyssey recipe, recipe yeah. for the Wad Fam Chocksod. Wow. So, uh, we, that's that's what we've been threatening to. I at least I've been threatening to to do uh to do an episode. It was, it was for, really for threatening over the course of four years when we kept saying it, and yep. never did it. <laughs> yeah, this is, exactly. This is the moment. If I were a more industrious guest, I would say, "All right, so please open the packages that I've sent <laughs> <before laughs> your homes. Uh, inside, you will find a lukewarm chocolate soda. <laughs> yep, uh, with with milk involved. Yeah, which, yeah, even better. Oh, it's yeah. curdled. No, what fun. Yeah. A no, this is this is really Brooklyn. this is this is like my sort of damn Like ticking? this is this is hanging above my head, and at some point it will fall on me. That that has to be like a two like uh, you guys are at almost two uh, three hundred episodes, two hundred episodes. Uh, We're so two hundred will hit uh, Christmas this year is our is our two hundred. Uh, I think I don't if, think there's a better time of year for a, for a chocolate soda, friends. I think that's that's the ah. time. I mean. You're you're making you're making this tempting. We could do it. We could do it as our uh, as our last of the uh, of the paywalled episodes for the year. You know that would be good. Yeah. yeah. Make um, sure we get real the most treat. out of the people. Pull a yeah. focus on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I wrote I wrote this note after after we left uh, um, Chris's uh, well that she was trapped <laughs> in. Um, what a profound waste of everyone's time. So <laughs> yeah, then, we, mm-hmm. then I guess we move into the episode proper, right? It's the uh, right, right. It's it's the so we, we've got we've got Ned who is uh, a high schooler. We find out at the very end of this episode, <laughs> much to my surprise. I was um, it was like a jump scare. I was like, what? <laughs> this fifty year old man? All right, sure, great. Yeah. Yep. And he's uh, he's running. Is he running VBS as a whole, or is he running a portion of VBS? It's it's um, unclear. Uh, it seems yeah. like a portion because he's not in charge of the kindergartners, right? He's just in charge mm, of the sixth graders. Good point. So good point. I, imagine. Um, I didn't know what a VBS was. Is that... that was what I was about to ask, AJ. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, no, no. I mean, uh, did, did y'all grow up with VBSs? Was this like a common thing that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. do you, are you are you familiar? Do you know what the acronym is? Uh, did you, did I, I learned. Google I learned. Did you pick it up in, uh, from the episode. I did. I did. <laughs> but uh, I was very chagrined to learn that it did not stand for very big Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping that there was just going to be a character named very big. Very Steve. big. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. if there was a crime episode, there might be, or at least somebody that sounds like a very big Steve. <laughs> oh yeah, then the, the, the uh, Will Ryan's bumbling detective, whose name uh, uh, Harlow. Harlow, or yes, Detective Harlow uh, would, would would come along and, uh, and and bust really big Steve, or I guess his sidekick would. <laughs> He's just Inspector Gadget, right? Like uh, the kids do all the work, and he just kind of bumbles his way into things. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Yes. No. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've only mm-hmm. listened to one Harlow Doyle episode so far. Okay. So. Well, there there you go. He's, oh, you got to he, listen to the gem. Officer Harley. Oh and yeah, well they, you're, you're, they cut yeah. him. They cut the, him. Yes, uh, they did. But then they released them paywalled on the club. Oh wow! And, uh, and, and I've I been binging have... them the last ten days. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, any episodes you want, I have. So. Well, look, uh, I'll be hitting up, look, as hitting you up for some of those. Uh, the club recently went through a redesign, which made it slightly harder to 
download episodes from. Mm. But I can't imagine they have like a lot of youthful IT guys who are able no. to help them with that kind of stuff. Any anything you need, uh, yeah. Never never pay for. Odyssey. It's so weird, that's, listeners. That's Dylan just opened show. a trench coat and it's just filled with old tapes. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Dylan's um, got multiple trench coats and uh, trunks. Well, tapes are in the trunk, CDs are in the trench. And what's that? One of the tapes yeah. just ha- says, do not play on it? What's that? <laughs> Wait, is that the episode that you said we couldn't find? <laughs> we don't need to talk about that, Andrew. That's That, that episode was thrown through the no-no door. <laughs> <laughs> it's down there oh, with poor Jimmy, the one-time... ego death. Yeah. <laughs> It's down there with Jimmy, who was the one-time employee of uh, Wit's End, who we never see again. Yep. Yeah. He's still the, wandering uh, those halls looking for that Minotaur. We know, we know poor Jimmy. Oh, man. But yeah, with this being an episode called VBS Blues yes. about VBS, yes. and we have AJ Diddy on the, uh, on the podcast, Acronym this City. is going to be our title with the most punctuation. And yes. I don't know if it's going to be able to be topped. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, That's, I mean, we've got five periods. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it represents the five uh, periods of your show. You have early era, you have mid era, mm-hmm. and now we're entering into the uh, the period era. That's all that means. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think purgatory it can be purgatory and redemption. <laughs> yes, purgatorio and then parody. So uh, yeah, you'll you'll. If I knew if I knew my good my good Calvinism, there's a there's a they they have a five point thing right that I could Tulip. make a great joke on. But yeah, yeah, there it is. But I, I'm not somewhere. The Josh enemy of my- Somewhere Josh Borman just shot yeah. up in a cold sweat. Like, he's just staring. It's like, ha! I, uh, Predestination! Wallowy, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I was just referred, almost referred to Eva Von Hova by our character on our podcast, Waluiva Von Hova, who is uh, Waluigi. Uh, because Waluigi is Dutch, uh, is the controversial hot take we have about Waluigi. But uh, I do like to imagine that all Calvinists just sound like Waluigi. Um, <laughs> it's. I go to school with most of them, and it's not that far off. Predestination. <laughs> yeah, no, the hand thing that he does when he wins in Mario Kart, they do that when they make a good argument. I Apple. have a mustache, and I'm wearing purple right now. I'm realizing. Yeah, no, so as and I you have a letter on your hat. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> I just need a rose in my teeth and like the sexual charisma of a god, and then I can like fully do Waluigi for you. So much speed. Yeah, and you're, you're you're sitting down, so I can't see your hips, but you know we can assume. You can, <laughs> and you know what, Dylan, assume the worst. <laughs> oh man, Those so are some lying hips he's got there. <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. Uh... <laughs> From behind the screen, oh. green screen. That was a really long bit. Oh yeah, my it was. Gosh. It was. She's been waiting there a very long time. I've, I've gone into bankruptcy <laughs> for her appearance. Man, well, we I... appreciate we appreciate your efforts. Yeah, of course. And also, if you open the second package I sent you, uh, surprise! It's also Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I remember to poke holes in the package. <laughs> that Otherwise, you have why a the to dispose was flat. Of. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, we all got these blues. Uh, we got these VBS blues. Yeah, VBS uh, blues. So th- there's 
there's a it's it, it's a play they're calling it a sketch it's funny that they call it a sketch because mm. like the very christian thing is to call everything a skit yeah and this is more of a skit than it is a sketch oh, yeah I, I but mean, it's definitely a play yeah i think i think skit would probably be the best way to describe it um it turns into a device theater piece with the worst <laughs> kids you could ever imagine uh doing it uh, not because I particularly, you know, I, I don't work with kids a lot with theater, but a lot of I have a lot of friends who do who teach, you know, mm-hmm. um, kids uh, theater and to write their own plays and to put them on. And the most important thing is actually to include them in the creation of the thing, because that's the most fun for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, in my experience, don't like being told what to do and then being <laughs> told what that thing is, is fun. Like they have mm-hmm. to kind of discover it organically. Like you were saying, Dylan, with, you know, discovering Odyssey on your own. Like the reason sure. you're more immune to it, I think, is because you <laughs> sought it out on your own. And, you know, it, it makes more sense that Ned is a teenager and trying to enforce, like, well, everything I know is right, because that's what, you know, teenagers try, do if they are in the arts for the most part. Um, they're like, what my, I, I know, like, I know what other people did before, and that's, like, the great thing. And so I'm going to copy them, and then what I'm doing, because it's what they're doing, is the best thing. But the truth of it is, his play is bad. Like, his skit is mm-hmm. really bad. Ned's, Ned's play's real yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's enhanced by the the kids, whether he wants them to or not. Mm-hmm. Those kids, by the way, uh, we've got Eugene Muggsy Mumford, who and is, not, is not. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> he's not Eugene of the show. No, he's sure just isn't. another pre Eugene Eugene, the same way we have a pre Jimmy Jimmy. Um, yeah, he gives me a lot of Rathbone energy, this kid. Mm-hmm. This kid's a rapscallion. Yes. He's a little, oh, he's yep. a a scallywag. He, yeah. He would absolutely be a bone of wrath if if given the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Andrew, please don't say scallywag. If we say it one more time, that actually summons Phil Lawler, and he'll do oh, his pirate no. voice. <laughs> Wait, but didn't you just say it? Or is that that's the that's second? That's two. That's the that's second two. time. That's two. Okay, okay. Okay. got to be real okay. careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be walking on eggshells because that's normally like the thing I say most in my life. It's his cat's so gonna be famously. really, really hard to look. To here's avoid. the thing: you can say it, but like you're gonna have to deal with the consequences. Gonna... <laughs> We're gonna throw you in that room. The the other characters or the other the other kids are Junior and Hank, um, because it is 1988. Yeah, and... uh, bless you for getting picking up on those names because uh, <laughs> flew right over my head. Yeah, no, they're. <laughs> d- this is the thing is my notes are are too much um <laughs> and they uh yeah we so Ned is venting to wit um about all of his uh frustrations in trying to corral these kids into making this play successfully mm-hmm. and um yeah you have you have the three of these rap scallions. We go. We do, we do. We do a classic flashback device. We do because early Odyssey loves a flashback. We get that and harp. Got to use the sound effect. Got to get yep. that harp in there. And I'll it's be honest so with you. It's so long. It's so long. I didn't pick up. It was a flashback immediately, and I just thought that the show was as annoyed with Ned as I was, and just decided to yada <laughs> yada yada the out. rest of his scene. Just like okay, we're moving on. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that would have been the best outcome in all honesty. Yeah, true. Yada yada yada, an entire Odyssey episode uh, would be incredible. But yeah, and then the, I mean, the just there's not, there's not a lot of meat on this episode because it does just kind of become like recapping it would just be a play by play because there's not there's no depth to this plot, but we mm-hmm. essentially have 
three the three jerk kids bully their way into Ned's play about the fiery furnace and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. And um they are yeah, uh wreaking havoc and Ned is upset. They want to do Star Wars. They want to do a Star Wars. The amount of Star Wars in this episode is unbelievable. It's I, absurd. Yeah, it's Here's the thing though. It's kind of nice to hear them reference popular culture in a way yes. that's positive. I mean, oh, yeah. the kids are being nuisances, but they're not commenting on how like Star Wars is of the devil. It's just no, like, something no, that no. every kid has seen. Yeah, and of it's course. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that obviously turns Lawler has some opinions on that. I think later that uh, are quite the opposite of what it is in this one. But it, they kind—that's like one of the few moments they actually vaguely sound like children. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they also they also reference Rambo, which is they do. once again it's just general pop culture. But it is weird because Odyssey doesn't seem to exist in a world with general pop culture. Yeah, there's I don't think I don't think that there are in universe like characters referencing things that exist beyond the eighties. Like mm. they might like I feel like the approved focus on the family pop culture is 80s and before yeah i mean like good old days right yeah oh yeah exactly exactly for them not Uh, for me i want to be very clear (laughs) not not, those are the good old days for me but like if for them like i mean the ideal world you always they always want to go back to the 1950s americana right the big Mm -hmm. you know yes uh, yep andy griffith show uh, is their favorite no people of color were uh allowed to buy houses around white people (laughs) no exactly exactly that was that was when we had it figured out yeah yeah and and they want to say that oh they want to say that so bad <laughs> Ooh, they really want to say it so bad. It start, you know, the mask slips every once in a while. But like, yeah, no, that that's really what they want. They just want it to be an all white hegemony living in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, they want their uh, theocracy. They want their mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. ethnostate theocracy. Um, but they hate Mormons. They, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, l- listen, uh, it's it's very funny because now it seems they've finally like bridged that divide you know, between them and form this, like, political alliance with with Mormons. A Um, dark, dark alliance. Very, very much so. Like, you you had it happen, you know, around, like, your your very, like, you know, religious right, whatnot, where you, like, you started to bridge the gap between Catholic and, like, Protestant. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it is now... you know, extended into Mormon. Like, we are truly in the worst of all possible worlds. That was our original theme song, I'm realizing it. So many possible worlds. There we go. That's a... It is a great theme song. It's so good. Oh, thank you. That's my my friend Brendan wrote that. Um, Yeah, he's he's an incredible musician. um, And uh, he... uh, I think he's composed for a couple other podcasts as well. Uh, Very cool. He wrote wrote a... uh, a Christmas album called Christmas in, in Middle Earth, uh, which is all about the various characters uh, in Lord of the Rings celebrating Christmas. Go. Love and that. It's amazing. It's on Spotify. Go give it a listen. I think it also, I, get, I have the vinyl, but I think uh, you can Tis also buy the, the vinyl on Curates. Oh, oh yeah, go buy that. This has become a plug for yeah. my friend Brenton. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Hey, I, I'm so <laughs> okay with that. Yeah. Right. And, and I think our audience is pretty on board. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah of I, all people, yeah. 
it's really you're, good. You're fine. He this also is good targeted advertising. Yeah, he also made a stop motion animation video for Gollum's Christmas. That's like it done in the old style of like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. It's it's wonderful. Um, okay. All right. But yeah, this, no, it, this is great. We we are living in the worst of possible all possible worlds. You are you are correct yeah. in that in that alliance regard. <laughs> um, yeah. But this is this is the Halcyon days, right? In these early right. days of Odyssey, that alliance oh, man. was still in its infancy. I think. Yep. Well, because. The Republicans were in charge. Yeah, that's true. But they were still the victims. You see, that's the thing. Yeah. Oh, well, God. of course, of course. They were because they everyone so was trying to undermine them. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Christians are a notoriously historically <sighs> oppressed that's... group. Yeah. Uh, for at least yeah. the last thousand years, they've just really gotten the raw end. Really, yeah. the short end of the stick. Right. Yeah. Right. They they started without power and yep. they never gained it, which is kind of amazing given how many of them there are. Yeah. I know. And how many presidents we've had that aren't Christian. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, it's, it is it is very interesting listening to these early ones because it's also that, like, the culture war stuff isn't, like, ratcheted up to 11 yet, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is still very for clearly sure. a show for kids. It is still a, uh, you know, a show that does tell a Bible story, but it's not... It doesn't feel as insidious as like a mm. lot of the other oh, yeah. episodes. No. Like this is this is just a guy has a problem and he's trying to work through that problem in real time. <laughs> um, and his problem yeah. just happens to be that his entire he's ensemble. Pregnant. Yeah, he, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a Pamela's problem is also <laughs> Ned's problem. Yeah, I mean, he, I think his problems are twofold. He, he, like things close in on all sides for Ned, really. But like his problems are kind of twofold. And uh, one, he has. You know, his actors are a bunch of um, newsies who have come to attack him uh, yep. and undermine with his brilliance. With chalkboard erasers. With chalkboard erasers. They get into a chalkboard eraser fight. <laughs> ah! A thing I don't think Chaos. any child has ever done. Uh, <laughs> at least not since, like, 1963, I think. Um, they right they in the saw, pocket. They saw the Kennedy assassination. They're like, no, this is not a time for play. They no, were done. No. <laughs> Put, down the Put down the chalkboard. Put down the chalkboard. Yeah, no, the last chalkboard fight was on the 21st of November, 1963. <laughs> After that point, no more chalkboard eraser fights. Yeah, it's No, just... it's the 22nd, because it's my birthday. But, no, I know that, Andrew, uh, but okay. they, they did it up until the assassination. Oh, you're I saying they, didn't, they weren't doing it the morning it was, of. They it was the night before. Oh, oh, they woke okay, up and fair. saw it that they morning. They woke up, they did it the morning of, I'm and then they, they stopped going forward. gunshots okay. and then decided right. to stop and put their erasers down. They heard the cast of Stephen Sondheim's Assassin singing for John Wilkes, <laughs> uh, for, for uh, Lee Harvey Oswald to do it. And, uh, and they were like, uh, no, no more. Something just broke. Well, and... And a little, a little known fact is that the school book depository did also contain erasers. <gasps> they made him do it. This is the new conspiracy. <laughs> they planted him. It's all connected, guys. Wait till you see my PowerPoint. <laughs> it's got all sorts of arrows. There's, there's, you know, I didn't have, I didn't quite have the budget or effort to to make like a a red string. Uh, board so i just did it all in powerpoint and made it look real crappy with a bunch of like transitions everything flies in it'll it'll really sell you on what on 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 what the deep state's doing there is no john avery whitaker in hr (laughs) (laughs) why does everybody keep calling for him Oh man! Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Wit in this episode because <laughs> what a little stinker! What a little uh-huh. stinker! Um, he 
like Ned tells him this whole story about how these like kids force out anyone else from doing the furnace story because they want to yep. do it so much. And, oh, yeah. and then w- it cuts back and Wit is full on laughing at the at the teenager. And he doesn't <gasps> say this, but the yep. spirit of it is. <laughs> Sounds like you just got cucked by a nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, wow, you are it's, up a creek. I friend. brought you this hotel chair for you to sit in, you little cuck. Like, it's like... <laughs> I'm hoping with bleeps now. people can get the context of the cuck chair. <laughs> or maybe they put a word that's worse. That's my hope. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's really... Yeah, the wit's attitude towards this is so blasé, yeah. and it's so like he's so. So the reason Ned's worked up about it is because there's actual stakes to this for him. Yeah, he has been trying to launch a a drama program at the church. Mm-hmm. And the pastor came up to him and was like, look, if your play goes well tomorrow, I'll make sure that that drama program happens for you. And if There's not, be well, a lot acc- of people. Man. Yeah. If not, accidents have a way of happening. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so. I know some people. Yeah. It's Muggsy such and his like. Gang. <laughs> <laughs> They're nine years old, but they can swing a bat. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, and that's the thing. When he walks away, he's afraid and he says, like, there's so much gang language in this episode. Yeah, he's gonna break his legs. He's, he's yeah, actually he's gonna, gonna like snap him in twain. Yeah, I can't believe they made that joke. It's wild. <laughs> also the pastor okay, first of all, a pastor sighting in an Odyssey episode. That's huge. For sure. That's yeah, no, it's there's not many. Uh like a shiny Pokemon. <laughs> it just comes out and he's like he's he's literally like he's like a blue version of the pastor gotta throw a master ball at him yeah yeah and he's being voiced by executive producer chuck bolte um you c- which could have fooled me you you could who is he's he then becomes uh the parent the, the father figure for for donna and jimmy Oh. Um, he voices that character down oh, the road. Right. He only has the one voice. He's not a Phil Lawler. Well, um, well he kind of sounds a little like Ned Flanders. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got a slight Southern bit in sure, there, but sure, he's making much. he's making an attempt. Well, yeah. you better do that. You but. better get that draw program started up, or I'm gonna break your legs, Halle Doody. <laughs> Um, I just got. I just kept picturing of it. Just like, well, if you get thrown in a furnace, it feels like you're wearing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Stupid, sexy pastor. Uh, uh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's it, it's 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 so rare. It's so it's so weird having a pastor having an authority figure on God that's not wit in an episode. Mm-hmm. It, it, it they really yep. still are like trying to figure the show out, and you can feel oh, that for in sure. this especially. Um, yep. And right, so this is this is the setup as the pastor's favorite Bible story mm-hmm. is the furnace, which Concerning. sure. I mean, I guess you gotta you gotta pick one. I guess I guess furnace. Yeah, you know, I'm like, not surprised though because it is a situation where they were like rude and then got a ton of power politically from it. So yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Where there was persecution and they came out on top. Yep, mm-hmm. like top top. <laughs> Yeah. Like not just a live top, like yeah, yeah topping yeah, yeah. an entire empire. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, empire? and you know, empire. 
Well, I mean, and then they got to, mm, you know, they mm. tore down the big chocolate good, good bunny at the end, and they sang, uh-huh. you know, they didn't have to sing, uh, I'd love to stay and watch, but it's almost 8 o'clock and I haven't got the time, because we work real hard at the chocolate factory. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing about VeggieTales, you have to set things it's, to song, and then it, like, in, it just, like, so... sinks into your brain forever. Mm-hmm. I will never mm-hmm. forget yeah. that. Um, but another thing I, I, I say a lot is that VeggieTales really went out of its way to teach you how to be a well-rounded person. Not to just mm-hmm. be a good Christian, but to, like, you also had to develop a personality. Like, you had to do yeah. silly songs with Larry. Like, you had yeah. to be, you, you had to develop that side of you. And, uh, you know, judging by the comedy that Phil Lawler uh, dishes out in this episode of Odyssey, you don't have to learn to be funny. Nope. You just have to trust in God. God's yeah. gonna you don't have to be a nice person. You just have to trust in God. He'll, he'll, oh. he'll protect you from everything. And that was there's some outlandish claims made about God. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's Wit's whole advice, right? It's just like, oh, God will protect you, just the way he protected those mm-hmm. those three dinguses in the furnace. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so the actual play itself happens and is so much better than it has any right to be, and that is purely because you have the kids doing Rocky Horror from the stage. Yes. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, is hilarious because it is the only way that this play could be good. Like, literally, right. he is reading straight from the Bible, and yes. that book of the Bible is written as a history book. Yes. So without that, there's nothing. <laughs> right, right. This is the guy who wants to run the drama program, and he's like, what if we just did the straight adaptation? I'm going to take no liberties. I don't have a creative vision. Like, we're just doing this. Now, maybe, and I'm giving it the, him the benefit of the doubt, This we do have... Um, an audio medium, so maybe it's like a Orson Welles situation where mm. all of the actual like depth he's bringing to it is in the costuming. Right, mm. right, right. But the like, yeah. Steam right, punk. right, exactly. Steam where I'm like, furnace. Yes, <laughs> new band name. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, maybe, maybe, maybe it's you know, maybe it's a Caesar situation. But but my hunch is that no, he has literally done nothing. To, with the stage adaptation here. Yeah, no. It, uh, what I will say that's interesting about the heckling that happens from the kids is that it still feels ex- extremely scripted. Like it, right. It, mm-hmm. it, oh, for sure. It, like it's, it still feels like they went off and wrote their own play, like actually mm-hmm. wrote it down and memorized oh, yeah. lines so that they can perform them. Um, one of the kids Which yells- Which is the Rocky Horror of it all. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. It's like yeah. there are specific ad-libs that we throw out at these specific times. Yeah, um... I keep thinking of like I, I really wanted to like make it like a room screening where you just hand out mm. spoons to the audience and have them throw them <laughs> at the stage. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's uh, like one of the kids screams out "rat fink" at one point, which I thought was so weird. And like, <laughs> what kid has said "rat fink"? I think ever, uh, not uh-huh. organically. I don't know. Um, Maybe in the 1930s. I wasn't alive, but <laughs> I guess that's that. <laughs> I guess that's true. Look, it was the Depression. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everyone, food was hard to come by. Food was hard to come by, and so if a rat stole your bread, you had to have something to call him. Yeah. Uh, God, I really, I really don't want to like go do research into rat fink and find out it's like <laughs> from some horrible, horrible origin. Yeah, no, we can just leave it. Yeah, let's leave just, that just, one alone. Let's leave that mystery yeah, be. Yeah, uh, like the just, just some stones don't need to be turned. You know. Yeah, I think so. I have a question for both of you about this uh, particular thing, like seeing skits like this uh, in your sure. religious background. 
Okay. Did it ever, when you were kids, did it ever become tiresome to see the same old stories performed over and over and over and over again? Oh, yeah. So I do not have much of the skit background. Mm, Okay, good. This was not a huge part of any of my thing. Andrew's homeschooled, so that was kind of his whole thing. But for me, um, there was Andrew. Andrew. No, there weren't any puppets. Oh, Oh, but there were there were missions trips, and there were all kinds of uh, live. I mean, were you at El Faro, Dylan? I was at El Faro. I think I avoided all the skit stuff because if there's one thing I hate, it's being on stage. Yeah, no. <laughs> and little, like, attention-starved Andrew uh, loved it. So Right, right. I mean, you were, you were actually in plays and stuff. Yeah, like, oh, that yeah, was yeah. more of, like, way more of your thing. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, well, was my I considered thing. for years maybe doing pit orchestra, and then I didn't. <laughs> so... <laughs> that was my exposure to the theater. Wow. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Um, Andrew, can I ask, uh, did you ever do any of McCusker's plays? No, but... Because I, I am dying to get my hands on those scripts. I, yeah, like, I, want, I, I want the Catholic McCusker scripts. I want to see the depths of his like deconstructed evangelical mind spilled out across some like poor, unsuspecting character. Do you know how bad your brain worms have to be to go from... To convert from evangelicalism to Catholicism, dude. He just I know. Kept, I'm almost he there. Kept, <laughs> I watched. Hey, welcome. <laughs> this is what's gonna put you. I go to we get you drunk. I go to church. Yeah, we'll get you drunk. <laughs> it's uh, forty minutes. It's so fast. I love the call and response. I'm just saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He, watching that sliding scale where it's like he kept going for the more and more rigid forms of Protestantism yeah. to where like he was Anglican and then he was like, "All right, I'm just I'm I'm just gonna fully commit. Like we're going Catholic." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, and they still let him write episodes sometimes. So you know what? I mean, that's the alliance, right? That's the thing is that like now it's yeah. it's pretty hard to differentiate between. Yeah. The two belief systems, because, uh, I mean, I, I could be wrong about this, but, uh, you know, evangelicalism for a very long time didn't give, you know, a, a, a hoot, a flying hoot about uh, about abortion. And then. Correct. Famously. Until the 70s. <laughs> yeah, because they uh, uh, because they lost the uh, culture war um, against black people. And mm-hmm. they were right. like, we need they... something else to rally, rise up yep. our base. And they then, were like, yeah. interracial marriage is kosher now i guess we gotta find something else we gotta like stir up to stir the pot to like get our uh, yeah. voters out there and uh they looked at catholicism and were like hey <laughs> they seem mad uh-huh. <laughs> how do we yeah. bottle was... some of that for us <laughs> yeah right which was the first and last time christians ever culturally appropriated anything yeah no no, no. And also weirdly the least problematic version of it <laughs> yeah but it's, it's it's one of those things too where it's like I, when they start appropriating from different sects of Christianity, it's like you—it's like stealing mayonnaise. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? You're gonna make like you're gonna put olive oil on there because you know, honestly, that—I guess that is the Catholic thing, right? The Italian—you <laughs> just you, th- you throw a little olive oil in that mayo, and then it's like, oh, it's a whole new thing. But like, yeah, no, it—it it just feels so—I don't know. It, it was a very smart, evil tactic, and that's that—that's—I hate how. I have to sometimes acknowledge how just absolutely like diabolically clever some of these cultural oh, no, movies it's, are. Oh no, it's it's horrifying. It's it's a nightmare that people spend their time like actively trying to destroy mm-hmm. the lives of others. Well, 
And yeah. I'm at a school that like actively indoctrinates people to propagate the most conservative of beliefs, and like oh it's God. horrifying <laughs> because you and they'll they'll reckon with it. Like there've been course material for classes where we watch about the history of um, you know evangelical culture in America or just the history of Christianity in America, mm. and like they they just they accept it. They're like, oh yeah, that was great. Well, we well we just you know decided to uh, abandon the teachings of Christ about being involved in the government and uh, just did it. That was great. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then it ends with like Bush, and then oh, postmodernism finally made it to America, so we're bad again and we're oppressed. Yep. 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 And and it's like. <sighs> I, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like Paul is like the worst thing to ever happen to the church he because, yeah, he, he was. <laughs> That's my hot take. I like I like I like your your fanfic. I, I will I will very much read the the Andrew Sabo Bible fanfic. Like, yeah, which, um, we could do that as a bonus episode. An erotica about Paul. <laughs> hey, here's the thing: it exists. Ooh. Trust me, I wrote Paul it. Paul and Timothy so, uh... for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's in package this is another one of your plays <laughs> this, that you're that you're working this on this is this is another one of my plays actually okay so here's the truth of it i don't think i can ever actually write a bible play because uh about six or seven years ago i was in a play called the mysteries uh which premiered at a theater called the flea theater which i can talk about on this podcast and never on my own uh <laughs> it is a rule uh but it was a six hour bible play that we would do every night oh, um oh, 48 oh. playwrights like modern playwrights like jose rivera and uh, like wrote would write, take an episode of the mysteries uh, of the mystery plays of the York mystery cycle where like, you know, back in England where nobody could read uh, uh, in like the 1300s, they would uh, perform Bible stories and different guilds around the town would put on different stories. So like the carpenters would build Noah's Ark and do and perform Noah's story so that you could like get the teachings of the Bible and do it like in a fun, like community building way. And right. so very much like this episode. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like this and so we did something similar but in the modern day with contemporary playwrights with contemporary and progressive values and i played doubting thomas uh and the doctor that Beautiful. tells mary that she's pregnant um <laughs> yeah uh, those are the only two genders i subscribe to yeah though <laughs> yes yes thomas Brilliant. and dr uh, mary <laughs> and doctor doctor and thomas um but it, but the doctor was a man oh <laughs> <laughs> that's the trick that's the trick uh we, we all have it's to re- double gotcha we, we all have to re-examine our uh, our biases um mm-hmm. at assuming the doctor wasn't a man <laughs> uh but yeah no it was um that was that that spirit of like coming together and building the community it like it really stuck out to me in this episode in particular because it was uh like that's kind of where we come to at the end right is that mm. they come together they collaborate they actually make it better than it was ned still thinks it's garbage which i think is yeah. a bad thing uh, yeah i think yep. that's a bad <laughs> bad thing i think he should have walked away from this yeah. thing being like wow they actually made it better and like to be humbled but no they're they're forced to apologize to him the pastor says Okay, okay, so actually, here's the thing. The pastor gives some of the worst praise I've ever heard in my life. If I got, He calls it cute and interesting. If mm-hmm. I got that after a play, I would I I would throw myself off a bridge. Like, it is, it yeah. is so... That would hurt more. Just tell me you hate it. Just tell it was, me that it was bad. Yep. I always think of any time I hear interesting used as, like, a compliment or a... I always just think of... There's a there's a line in Captain Fantastic where mm. the, um, someone says 
something's interesting and someone else yells, forbidden word, that's a non-answer. <laughs> and I just think about it every time. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I'm tempted to say something's interesting, I'm like, you know what? That is just me masking my actual feelings. Yeah, You're it right. is. That's that's yeah. that's very well put. And you can tell that the pastor is masking a lot of feelings about uh-huh. this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. But he does... Uh, the pastor's so frustrating because it it is... Well, it's a combination of the pastor and just Phil Waller's writing. Yeah. Where it's like, it is the most ham-fisted, like, we're doing, like, Ned's coming out feeling all dejected. And the pastor is like, Ned, we have to talk. I, you know, I've got something I need to say. And it's like, "Uh, I loved it. And it's like, oh, okay. You could have just said that. Yeah, exactly. But he's got to, he's got to, like, put the fear of God into into Ned and really put him on edge, which is like, can be a fun bit, but is not when you're like the actual person who's holding this thing in his hands. Yeah. And I know this gets like really, really in the weeds on this, but it's the fact that Ned gets out the word bad when he says, I know it was really Mm. bad. And then the pastor doesn't acknowledge that's what he said. He just kind of keeps going on with like his bit, like his shtick. Uh, you know, maybe the pastor's a little bit of a stinker, but it just, it struck me as bad writing. It just struck me as he shouldn't have gotten the word bad out or else the pastor would immediately be like, no, no, it was great. Are you kidding me? Right. I'm sorry. I'm not great. Cute and interesting. (laughs) Cute and interesting. I know. I know. I keep wanting to make the pastor sound more enthusiastic. (laughs) (laughs) But right. That's the thing is he's so, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. And he, but uh, he now, Ned gets to lead the drama program, right? Like Mm -hmm. he, He yep, he got his wish. Yeah, and I just I imagine the pastor walking away and Ned looking at his hands and being like, "I can do anything I want." And then, yeah. I, so I'm very much looking forward to Ned staging Marat Saad at the next church picnic. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It that also leads me to one of my favorite uh, line deliveries. Honestly, in this does whole cats? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there never was there ever a cat so clever as John Avery Whitaker. <laughs> That is the question of the day. Uh, what cat is John Avery Whitaker? Um, McCavity. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> He's committed every crime known to uh, humans. He's, there you go. <laughs> He's the Napoleon of crime. I guess that's blackguard, but like in my, I guess. Sure, sure, but in my uh, heart. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Eugene is Skimbleshanks because he's the clear winner uh, and <laughs> the best. Uh, we stan uh, Eugene Meltzner. Uh, what a man. What a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Uh, but yeah, no, my favorite line delivery in this whole thing, there's a kid who at one point, uh, no, it's 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 Ned. It's Ned says, um, he's a, first of all, I don't know, do you know who voices Ned? I don't mean to throw this guy under the bus uh, too much. No, I, so I can absolutely pull it up. It is Steve Wunsch. Okay, Steve Wunsch, um, uh, uh, don't quit your day job uh, <laughs> in terms of voice acting, uh, but he delivers a line um, he's like, oh, these these kids only go to church only when there's a picnic or a potluck going on. Like, he really gets <laughs> luck. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, we didn't want to do a take two, guys? We didn't want to try it? Okay, great. We're okay, just, we're, cool. now, we're just rolling with now it. Now, look, look, AG, let me, let me jump in here to say... Mm. If you're interested, yes. uh, Steve Wunsch is currently available to book on Voice 123. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> he was last active a year ago. Okay. But if you're looking for someone whose vo- voices can be wry, crisp, character specialist, or guy next door, oh, 
Can I give you Mr. Steven Wunsch? Please? Yeah, absolutely. Y'all should hire I him. I feel like guy next door is a non-adjective in that situation. <laughs> that could be anyone. Anyone can live next door to somebody. Um, uh, y'all should get him. It's... Y'all should hire him to do the intro for one of your for one of your episodes. <laughs> you know, that's not that's not the ideas. worst idea. Yeah, uh, I mean, are any of these people on cameo? Are any of the voice actors like is Connie on cameo? Yes. So, um, both Katie Lee and Chris have really? been active on cameo at different points. Wow. Will Ryan was also on cameo. God Aww. rest his soul. Will Ryan, I just I want to go out of my way to say like one of the best voice actors like whoever played mm. the game like he is mm. he imbues such warmth and joy into every character he does like you can you can really get a sense of whenever he's in the studio uh with the kids that the kids are having the time of their lives like mm-hmm. he, he just he 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 brings every episode of odyssey that he's into an entirely like higher level and when eugene thought he might go to hell let me tell you something i that that episode made me mad for a lot a lot of reasons mm. but i understandable. think understandable yeah I, but i think one of the big ones was that i didn't want to hear eugene be hurt la- that way mm. i didn't yeah. want i didn't want him to be going through that distress and that's all the credit to will ryan who is yeah. just yeah. tremendous he's not in this episode and that <laughs> that post the post hell like conversations mm. he has are performed great on both sides yes. of those but yeah. Yeah, he is Yeah, he, I'm we, not surprised. We lost quite a gem. Yeah. Like uh, my friend my so. friend actually was sent off to audition for the replacement for Eugene. Uh and uh and he was like, "So what's Adventures in Odyssey about?" And I said, "Um how much time do you have? Uh, have I got a podcast for you?" For you. <laughs> uh yeah, no, it's uh, I, I mean, he's just, he's just irreplaceable. I mean, I, whoever they get is probably going to be doing like an interesting impression. But um, I mean, they, yeah, I guess they regenerated wit, so I mean, they can regenerate anyone. Um, yeah, yeah, they've they've brought wit back. It'll be interesting to see whether or not they cast someone long term in that role, mm-hmm. or they cast someone temporarily to write him out of the show because they've done both over the years. Mm. Um. As I'm, many I feel like they're going to write him off. I I would be very upset if they didn't. I agree it would be hurtful if they didn't, but I'm not entirely convinced. I'm well, not entirely convinced either, which is incredibly upsetting. Yeah, it's like that well cuz like do I always like that. I I I think y- y'all have made this comparison too, but how Adventures in Odyssey is like Evangelical Simpsons, right? That Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And what's interesting about that is that no one on The Simpsons has died yet. They have, they have yet mm-hmm. to reckon with what happens when you have to replace a voice actor on that show. And I think if you want to keep it going, if you want to keep that, you know, money machine a churning, uh, you just do like Doctor Who and regenerate them. You know, mm-hmm. you, you send Wit off to an archaeological dig <laughs> to maybe yeah. one day return. Maybe. The archaeological I, dig up north. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. And... Um, and I, I guess th- th- this is this is like sort of a broader question. But do you feel that like certain writers for Odyssey uh, write better for certain wits than others? You know, mm-hmm. in the in the way that like I feel like uh, 
is it Russell T? Is it, oh God, I always want to say Russell T. Davies, I think. Yeah, it's Russell yeah, T. Davies. It is Russell T. Davies. Great. I, uh, Ronald Moore. That, that's who I always get it mixed up with. Um, but Russell T. Davies, like, I think he really came into his own as a writer on Doctor Who when Tenet uh, took over, even yep. though mm, the Eccleston season sure. is pretty flawless in terms of exposition. But, like, he really found his voice as the Doctor through Tenet. So it, it, yep. do you find that's true with Odyssey, too? Like, over the uh, generations that they, they find their voice uh, better than others? Yeah, well, I would say one of the one of the boons to the Hurlinger era is it's also the era the era where Phil is not involved in the show oh, um, for the most part. Interesting. He leaves to go make three two one penguins and do some other stuff. No, that's not a real um, thing. You can't. No, you three can't, two one penguins you can't is me that's a real thing. Is a uh, the the guys behind um, Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. Oh wow! And, um, yeah, it's I, a... why is I forget why I, his name's escaping me, but um, uh, interesting. Shoot, can is I flex on both fail? of you right What's now? The... Yeah, yeah right, right quick. It. So Please. I, by being here and recording this podcast, am missing out on a talk that uh, the co-creator of VeggieTales is giving at LBC right now. Oh, whoa. Oh. I'm, so, I'm sorry. And... No, no, don't be. Okay, no, okay. I wouldn't be there anyway. Is it the... It's got to be the other co-creator. No, it's not. Not not the. It's one not that, the progressive one. Not the progressive one. Oh, what a bummer! Oh, what a bummer. I'm really yeah. <laughs> what a shame. Did you see that? Uh, that uh, the that co-creator his about... tweet storm the other week was incredible. No, oh, I didn't, about I didn't see uh, the Veggie Tales being canonically trans because tomatoes are both fruits and vegetables. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? <laughs> it was implication, but we'll take it. He also, yeah, True. he's very online in concerning ways. Oh, but like, sure, yeah. But, but he seems to have, he seems to be in much better shape than most of the people uh, from this industry. So yeah, yeah, the limbo bar is real high on that one. Yeah, right? again, again. <laughs> There's so many bars this episode. We might as well be yep. a crawl at this point. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I feel like, so I, I associate Hurlinger wit very much with McCusker's writing mm -hmm. and like Marshall Younger and some of the others. But yeah, I think the, the, no one writes Connie as well as Kathy Buchanan does, mm. which makes sense because she's the only woman to ever have tenure as a writer on the show. Yeah. 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 So she does a really good job at writing the Connie in a way one. that no, mm -hmm. The only one to have more than, like, five episodes to their name or something. Wow. Like, she's the only one who's been there for multiple years. And I think it's her side gig, too. Yeah, she does other stuff. I don't know what her... I don't know to what extent she's involved now. Um, because, yeah, uh, she's... But, I mean, yeah. But she's been there since the, since the 90s, so, you know. Yeah? Yeah, I would say probably... I feel like Nathan Hubler does really good post Novacom with all of that stuff in mm. that era of the mm -hmm. show. And I would say that he like then once you hit like the album 50 soft reset, def like you see it fall off a lot more. Mm. Um, but as that era of the show features Connie more, I feel like Kathy Buchanan is better like in because wow. she's more involved. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's so great. So much to look know. forward to, you know. In four years, when you get to talk about the one woman who wrote on the show, yeah. what a what a treat that'll be. Honestly, honestly, it'll I, be like I, a I breath of fresh air. I, that, that's that, that's what I'm looking forward to with the Hurling era, era, era. Is that it's like I 
I'm looking forward to that time. When... It gets out of the dogma into more of the Simpsons territory, and it, it, it does do some very cool things, in my opinion. I, I mean... It's some horrifying things. Don't... Uh, no, no, no. Don't, yes, don't feel too safe. <laughs> it's the balance. It, uh, you know, my favorite thing when I listen to a radio drama is I just... I don't ever want to feel safe. I think Yeah. That's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I'm in my own home, I never want to feel safe. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. On the edge of my seat. It's great for my panic attacks. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exposure therapy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I would like to issue an apology statement to uh, Abigail Geiger, who has nine episodes to her name. Oh, <laughs> not five, as I as I initially implied. So you know, oh, apologies sure. to you. Uh, well, <laughs> well, she's right here, and she's furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, With Shakira? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, they're kissing. Uh, <laughs> uh, n- oh, no, somewhere Phil Lawler just exploded. Actually. I uh, I really yeah. hope he chooses this episode to listen to. <laughs> I hope so because I'm coming I for you. I think he Lawler. listens to all of them. Yeah. Seriously? No. Okay. <laughs> I, there's no, no way. That was a joke. Okay. My word. No, he does. Uh, uh, but he might be sadistic enough. Maybe, maybe. I think. Uh, I think I would have heard more from him if he was listening to every episode. I think. Well, I, I think he does listen enough. to every episode of the official podcast while rubbing his nippies. I think yeah. that's that's sort of that, that's that's where he gets his kicks. His little his little nippies. <laughs> his little seventy year old crusty white haired nippies. Oh, his little nipperinos. Uh, I don't know what Phil Aller sounds like. Uh, hold on, we can find. It's the pirate voice. Yeah, well, we can find out. Scally. Don't say the S word. Oh no! Ah! <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I, I don't want I, I, I don't want to push you all for time but I do I do have one fu- I do like have one like big final question that I did I'm very curious to hear both of your answers to if that's okay um, bring it on I, I shouldn't speak for Andrew no I'm, no no I'm, I'm good I'm good <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living for this we're good I uh, <laughs> so this is a question I asked uh, Josh and Brian I think pretty early on when we were gonna do Odyssey as sort of a regular thing. And it's a question I like to ask people uh, who who listen to a lot of the show and uh, who do it uh, on a pretty consistent basis or grew up with it and and are now like re-listening to it. Um, and I I, I know th- I, I th- this sounds I think more confrontational than I think uh, I I, I, do well I, I with mean it to I mean <laughs> it to right. but like what 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 are you looking for? <laughs> Hmm. What, what is what is oh, the thing? What is the thing at like the core of Odyssey that you are that you are looking to find by revisiting it, or is it something that you discover each time you listen to a new episode? Um, yeah, that, that that's the question I throw to you too. Uh, Dylan, do you want to go first? I was going to ask you the same thing, but sure, I, I got this. Okay. Um, I think there's, I mean, there's a level of there's a level of neurosis of just like <laughs> this is like. L- I had so I, I grew up on it. Yeah. I listened to it far past when I was like in the demographic for it. But I went for a really long stretch without listening to it. Right. It's not like it's been a constant and mm. I brought it like it came back into my life with this show. Interesting. Like it was a thing that always existed as kind of a back process that was like one of those where it's just like, it's such a breadth of catalog that like there were, 
yeah, there are references and things and that are a part of who I am, unfortunately, at this part that I at this point that I can trace back to the show. Right. When someone says, excuse you or excuse me, and I and my gut instinct is to say there's no excuse for you. That is (laughs) an odyssey thing. It's great. I mean, it's a great line. Sure. Like I, it, I'm, I'm a fan, but like there, so there is stuff. Yeah, there's stuff through and through of this show that formed me, and so revisiting it was very much a decision of I would like to examine something that was really formative to me, not necessarily from a like morality or a faith perspective, but mm. from a story perspective, from a like media perspective like my in very like in so many ways like my first exposure to any sort of long-form storytelling yeah Mm. of like what happens if something goes on for years and years and like has continuity and whatnot yeah and so went back to it kind of for that to be like this was really important to me what's what's the deal here right and then since then, I am kept in it purely because of this show. It is not, I don't do, I won't do the 10 hour road trip where I listen yeah. to the ties that bind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I listen to the episodes we're covering, and occasionally, if I'm trying to work out something with a guest or whatnot, mm-hmm. we'll listen to a couple to figure out what's going to be the best fit. Sure. But even then, it's like a skim. Right. Like, it's not. I don't live and breathe this show anymore. Right. Um, but you used but to. I, yeah, but I used to. And as a kid, right, it was just like, it was it was stories. It was accessible. Nobody was going to, even though it wasn't like my parents were telling me to listen to this, nobody was going to question if I was. Yeah. In the way that, like, you know, I might have only been able to watch you know, Star Wars with my parents at a young age. Sure. I could listen to Odyssey whenever. Yeah. And so that it was, like yeah, it was your thing. It was it was entirely right. yours. It was, it was it was screened, it was okay, it was available and yeah, and it fulfilled a multi purpose of I can do this while I do something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Which is that if if nothing else, the storytelling and audio as a medium are what have carried into adulthood. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I wouldn't be doing an Odyssey podcast if I hadn't listened to Odyssey, yeah. but I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I hadn't listened to Odyssey either. Yeah, exactly. I would say that that's a big thing for me as well, where I always listened to stories growing up like when we were in road trips on the car we always played like it was an audiobook or something like that and then it was odyssey um but like i remember having like uh thomas the tank engine like audio dramas that i'd listen to as a child to go to sleep to yeah and like they i'm still looking for them so if anybody can find them please send them to me (laughs) because i swear to god those are the most calming voice actors on the planet (laughs) i think george Um, carlin has a lot of those uh in his basement Uh, (laughs) um but yeah so that was like a big thing for me and then odyssey was again um like it was safe it was it was accessible and then uh i you know i had younger siblings that liked it i had older siblings that liked it and 
Um, it was just always the thing that was safe to put on because, you know, my little sister that was, you know, two years younger than me uh, would be okay to hear it. And my older brother, who was seven years older than me, still would tolerate it. And so, mm. like, the, it, it did fill this certain kind of, like, glue for my family in, wow. in a lot of ways where it like in VeggieTales would be the same thing sure where yeah. it was just this like very accessible fun content that, that was not really uh heavily metered by um by our parents because it wasn't you know problematic in any way yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and then to come back to it i think yeah my faith has just evolved a lot like radically transformed yeah. um since from growing up in the, in that culture and you know in the church uh in the evangelical church specifically sure um so you know i was on the beginning of that journey when we started the show four years ago and so as as i've evolved and as i've grown and everything it's been interesting but i've also felt myself kind of falling out of love with the show in that sense where it was like mm. there was so much that i valued and held so much like child uh like childlike nostalgia for me and like kind of heal your inner child type stuff um and then you know the more you look into it the more you're seeing what they're doing the more you grow and learn about these actual companies and everything it's just it becomes so much harder to separate the two but you know i i find so much solace in the podcast that we have because it connects me with people that are like me that have a certain yeah. amount of perspective um, from listening to it as a child and then kind of growing up, growing out of it and looking back with like, a, you know, an affectionate but still critical lens. Yeah. And the other p p thing that I think makes it, that gives it kind of that evergreen, evergreen, that gives it that evergreen the uh yeah the other thing that gives it that evergreen value is the fact that it is it's of an era and of a mentality of children's programming that's not playing to lowest common denominator yes in a absolutely. way that's really effective yeah so it's like there are there are episodes that feature no kids nor things that kids should necessarily be interested in. A lot of real estate like, acquisition. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a lot of board sure. meetings, town board yeah. meetings. Yeah. That then, right, just gets baked in as things that you can listen to now and be like, oh, it's interesting that they were even talking about this. Yeah. And But as a kid, I feel like having stuff go over your head is like kind of a great feeling yeah where like yeah. you do feel a little bit like you're getting away with something yeah. or like that these are adults talking because they're saying things and i don't understand all of them but i get the gist right 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 that's fascinating thank you both yeah. thank you both for sharing that i yeah thank you for asking it, 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 it does it does seem like it does seem like you know I, I can't relate necessarily with Odyssey, but it's like any sort of media that I grew up with, you know, mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm always just kind of searching for myself mm -hmm. or at least some mm -hmm. past version of me that can never yeah. be again and sort yeah. of reckoning mm -hmm. with that. And it, it sounds like that, that that is the case for both of you too with, uh, mm -hmm. well, with, with sure. this show. Um, and, it, you know, Andrew, to your point, it's like that there are other people like you out there. I, you know, we've had a lot of people reach out on, on our podcast 
and talk about how listening to us talk about it uh and i'm sure y'all have got this Mm -hmm. uh, have gotten this as well but it's just like Mm -hmm. it helps you reckon with the fact that you grew up with it and that Mm -hmm. like you are now a different person than you were back then but like there is something very that feels very homey about it Mm -hmm. that it it does feel like returning to like a, a warm cozy fire uh uh, on like a cold winter's night, there's a there's an there is an untranslatable German word called Geborgenheit, uh, which roughly translates to the feeling you get after being outside in a snowstorm and mm. entering into a warm cabin in the middle of the mm. night and taking off your cl- coat and feeling this sense of being at home. And the sense I get from both of you is that this show might have an element of that Geborgenheit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it was the gateway drug for not. for all <laughs> all of that for me. I would say, yeah. Uh, uh, to 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 flip it on you, AJ. Yeah. What is what when you are when you know you like? Do you? App- what's your level of excitement slash dread when you're approaching new episodes of Odyssey to cover for your show? Um, I guess it depends on. I, it honestly depends week to week. Um, it it also depends on. The episodes that we cover, like th- there was one where the Barclays, I think, had like a family staycation where they. Just oh yeah, and and That's that a one, classic. that one was just very inoffensive and kind mm-hmm. of silly and nice, and it it didn't really have a message to preach other than like, hey, it's good to hang out with your family sometimes, and that kind of like uh, love without any sort of strings attached is actually kind of fun. And, mm. and it's also, also probably the greatest example of parenting in all of Odyssey where it's just yeah. like, Hey, we can't go anywhere, but the dad's like really trying his best to like make it fun for the kids. And everyone's saying, you know, they're all, they're all saying yes to the bit. So like stuff like those, those episodes are, I find pretty harmless. Um, even Every though that once one in a while, they remember the, the family part of what they're supposed to be yeah. focusing. Yeah, on. Yeah. They're very not focused on the family for one who claims no. to be so much. So, uh, but then, you know, that episode also has like 10 minutes of water fights uh, because yeah. they just didn't have enough like things to fill the whole episode. But yeah, um, it's it's really only dreadful in I find Odyssey is only really, really hard to listen to in the last five or six minutes of any given mm-hmm. episode because that's Amen. when the turn happens. Yep. That's when they have to sell you. Right. That's when, when they the have milk to really goes sour. push the book on you. Uh, and. And sometimes it's very funny when Chris doesn't know how to wrap up an episode and will just quote like a random Bible verse that has nothing yep. to do with what came before. And, you know, speaking of which, this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that Chris's message is be more annoying to your friends. Yeah. Yep. At the end, uh, she pull- oh, and she pulls it out of Hebrews completely out of context. She's mm-hmm. talking to the, the author of Hebrews is talking about Jesus and she's taking it literally as like the word of God as the canonical Bible we still have. So, oh, you know, great, good. there's that, too. <laughs> amazing amazing Love it. thank you for looking that up because uh it's <laughs> one of one of my great sins on this on me on this end uh my podcast is just not looking up the bible verses <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah um mostly because uh it, it burns me to touch a bible no so, no yeah uh, yeah naturally but yeah no I just i'm at the point where it's like warm it's warm to the touch <laughs> oh yes 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 yes. well you'll I, I don't know if you remember that that time like like Was your that phone when it's like you know sat out on a on a hot day yeah and exactly you up and exactly. you're like Ooh. this isn't like the temperature it's supposed to be but it's yeah. still fine yeah, i mean i'm not too much stuff directly harmed yeah. yet but uh but I it's coming i could definitely my feel thigh too long yeah <laughs> no yeah i um oh, I, I mean mostly it's just it's not the first episode i dread it's the third or fourth 
<laughs> that's where I'm really tired. And I've I've now allotted myself breaks. I used to just binge it, but it's not I think a show that's meant to be binged and it my 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 mental health can't handle binging <laughs> them anymore. So that's I do fair. I do try and space them out. Uh but yeah, no, it's it, I just you really want the episodes like Monty's Christmas, you know, like mm-hmm. that's like you you hope that they're going to be that. And I know there will be more in the future. I'm still in a very rough part of the Odyssey <laughs> timeline. So I know things do get better, but mm-hmm. uh, I just really need those days to come sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's the beauty of Odyssey, of it being Simpsons-esque and having this deep a library, is you can pick and choose the Odyssey you want to go back to. Yeah, like that's true. We have never talked, we've never done an episode on Pamela Has a Problem because I don't want to. Like, I because have I have, <laughs> yeah, fair. Also, like, I'm in control of what this show is. Yeah. I, and I'm just saying, no, that's not what I feel like talking about. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And so I would say that that is something, like, that makes making this show more enjoyable is that it is very pertinent to both me and Dylan that we really pick and choose sure. yeah. so that we're, we, you know, like, cause you can, you can dunk on it for the same stuff every week over and over again, if you really want to. And that's, that's a good time and it's funny and it's due it, it, you know, yeah. they, it's due, but they've earned it. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I get more enjoyment when there's at least something positive that I can contrast the negative with. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Cool. I uh, I think that does it for closing thoughts, unless anybody has like a burning like stray observation or something that they need to get off their chest here. No, no, I talked about the Hebrews text. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Well, well, well done. Well done. Uh, all I will say is that if I had to actually watch uh, that skit live, um, I would be rooting for the furnace. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's all. Oh, the trap door um, underneath them. <laughs> the f- Understandable. The, f- the phantom of the auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> Come and take it I'm out. team chandelier. Oh. Wit for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, uh. yeah. Um, so, so do you have anything you'd like to plug here at the end, AJ? Yeah. We, we will do uh, links in the show notes, um, both for stuff mentioned earlier in the episode and for whatever you say now. So Fantastic. floor's yours. Yeah. Um, you know, I co-host a podcast uh, called The Worst of All Possible Worlds. We do case studies in the pop culture of a dying empire. So we do one Odyssey episode uh, a month, uh, which is as much as our brains can handle. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we also cover things like a lot of other um, reactionary works, um, a lot of evangelical movies and that sort of thing we also do video games and uh sometimes things we just want to talk about a lot of musicals that's for me uh because <laughs> i love them so much uh and yeah it's it's a real fun good time my uh, co-host josh and brian grew up with odyssey so they're taking me on an odyssey of my own uh in a <laughs> series we call wits endless summer uh <laughs> which is a lot of fun uh and then yeah, I uh, I also you can follow me at at the fuzzy mask on Twitter and at the fuzzy masked man on Instagram. Uh, I particularly recommend following me on Instagram because I'm just better at it than I am at Twitter <laughs> because I think theater people are just better at Instagram than they are at Twitter. I think is sort of a general statement. But the uh, but I also on my Instagram um, during the pandemic, I adapted the Island of Doctor Moreau into Animal Crossing, 
and uh, I saved it all in my stories, and you can follow along with it. Um, it's one of the things I'm most proud of. I mean, the problem is that it's good. Like, it, if I would, <laughs> I wouldn't be here like pitching it if I didn't really, really believe in it. And it's just, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really, really cool stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think that's it. If you like plays, I'm on New Play Exchange under the name AJ Diddy, and read, read them, and then write nice things about me because. I need people to like me. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, that's uh And if you like it. stories about a certain wizarding school, oh, of course, um, there is there is a filmed version of a play that you're in. Yes, the uh, Puffs are seven. Very incre- good. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's called Puffs are seven increasingly eventful years at a certain school of magic and magic. Uh, I play the narrator mm-hmm. in it, uh, and uh, it's all seven all seven years of the wizarding series you know and hate the author of. Uh, and uh, but for different reasons than your parents did. Yes, absolutely. Yes, to be very clear, especially the ones listening <laughs> to this podcast. Uh, very different reasons. Um, but yeah, uh, it was an amazing three years of my life, and um, you know, I've I met my lifelong friends through it. My fiance and I were in the show together. Uh, they're behind this curtain. Uh, ooh, the person <laughs> behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> Wait, it's not Shakira? Oh, oh it's not Shakira. It Shakira. Uh, oh, okay. uh, they're actually hanging out with both um, Shakira and uh, G- Geiger, HR Geiger. What was her <laughs> name? I'm so sorry. What was the name? <laughs> I know uh, it's not. Oh, a- 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 Abigail Geiger. Yes, Abigail Geiger. Uh, I really loved her work on <laughs> Alien. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm more of a dark star man myself. Oh, yeah. controversial. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's it's a really fun time. Puffs is, uh, and so if you can get it on Amazon, I, I you know I don't see any of that money, but uh, and that's all the more reason you can trust my recommendation because there I'm is. not seeing there a dime. No benefit. No, I like the oh. Adventures and Odyssey voice actors of old. I hey, see no cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on, AJ. I say sincerely that you have been both cute and interesting. Yes, um, thank you. cute and interesting yes. in the least condescending way. Thank you. That means the world coming from both of you. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been, it's been a blast. Um, and uh, to you uh, listening, Chalk Squad, uh, we will see you in a week with another episode, or maybe it's the Thanksgiving break. I honestly can't remember when this one comes out. But there's probably an episode next week, and if there is, it'll probably be with a guest. So look forward to that. Bye, guys. Bye! You get to say bye, too, Dave. Oh, God, bye! Wadfam Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadfamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadfamChalkPod at gmail.com. VBS Blues was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acevo, with special guest AJ Didier. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the WadfamChalkPod.